Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris. I have entered the target husk. (laughs) I have entered, experienced, and Uh exited the target husk. The target husk? Do you, not, do you not know about the Target Husk, Jesse? This is all the rage. I participated uh, at summer camp in Operation Target Husk, uh, which was when we made corn off the cob. Mm, this is totally different. Okay, so okay. maybe this is... I, so it doesn't have anything to do with Target potatoes peeled. Absolutely nothing. So, you know, we talked a couple months back when uh, our buddy Steve Agee was on about uh, about the murder Kroger. He got to visit the murder Kroger when he was working in Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. And I feel like our, in LA, our equivalent of the murder Kroger for a few years now has been the, the Target Husk. On Santa Monica and Western, they started building a Target, and then the city said that the permits were wrong or something, and so this... You know, quarter-finished Target has been sitting there for, I think, six or seven years. The Target husk. So long. I mean, this is not a part of Los Angeles that I drive past often, but for those who drive past this part of Los Angeles, it has become an obsession to the point where I, a person who lives 10 miles away, knows a lot about it. It looks like for years had just, you know, been in a state that looks like it's a place that spider-man would have a climactic fight (laughs) there's a lot of like girders like exposed girders and rafters and like a half of a target logo so you kind of know what it's gonna be a lot of things for doc ock to hold on to sure yeah with those you know how he has those funny two two piece claws at the end of his oh yeah wavy arms and a lot of things for gwen stacy to get impaled upon it's interesting that he could design those f- crazy arms, but he couldn't put thumbs on the end. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, well, there's two... I mean, there's two things that are crazy about it. Mm-hmm. One is that you have spent years and years and years dealing with looking at this semi-finished target. Right. The other is you have to deal with the promise of ICs undelivered. Yeah. What happens well, to a dream deferred, Jordan? Well, hold, I'll get to that. Okay. So. As we've discussed on this program, Target has ices. Yes. Which are better than Slurpees because they're fluffier. So, you know, this husk has been sitting there and it's it's just been a fucking bummer. It's been an eyesore. It's this kind of weird reminder of how, you know... A lot of the cool neighborhood stuff is leaving L.A. And there's just this, you know, all these kind of corporate monstrosities. And like, well, here's one of these monstrosities. But you can't even, you're like, well, you know, I get how a Target's bad for a neighborhood in some ways. But also it's a Target. Who doesn't love a Target? If you're going to have a Target in your neighborhood, running all the other businesses out of business. Right. At the very least, you want to be able to get plastic bins whenever you need plastic bins. Yes. Storage bins should be available to you, and they should cost $3.98. So for years, this husk has just been sitting there. And, you know, like I have not been, you know, obviously because of, uh, you know, the stuff that's going on. Right. uh, I have not been... The World Series. Baseball's World Series. The Baseball's World Series. I have not been driving, you know past the target husk so it's been out of my mind out of sight out of mind sure you're you're thinking about ices i'm sure but you're you're associating them with other places that have ices like the merry-go-round in san francisco's golden gate park (laughs) sure and most roller rinks yeah (laughs) certain bowling alleys better roller rinks some have slush puppies sure oh yeah slush Um, puppies the poor man's icy so I guess something happened with the permits. The city fathers were able to make a deal with, I'm guessing, a crime family. 
And now, the the I just saw a, a tweet that the Target Husk is opening this weekend. A family of different colors of goblins, the Osborns. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, the uh, famous yeah from uh, the money from Oscorp was funneled in. Um, yeah, with a subsidiary from ah shit, what's the other evil company in the Marvel universe? I don't know. I forget. Mm. Anyway. LexCore. Lex. Yeah, that's DC, but I don't, don't, listen, I don't want to be this. Let's not fucking do this, okay? Let's not fucking do this. Hey, Jordan, I don't mean to get satirical, but how about Trump Incorporated, okay? Nice. Yeah. Thank you. ultimate comic book supervillain. Yeah. I'd call him Carrot Man. (laughs) Whoa, okay. Hold on, man. I'm not above making fun of a man's long, skinny, pointy penis. <laughs> oh, you were talking about the shape of his penis. Okay, yeah. I thought it was a skin thing. Yeah, I'm okay with Carrot no. Man now. No, I'd never make fun of the color of a man's skin. So today was the opening day of Target Husk. And as, you know, as all of our lives are kind of empty right now, mine is empty. And I'm like, well, how how often do you get a chance to go to the opening of a of a noteworthy target. So I just got back from a just a beautiful trip to the most pristine target. I got a dozen eggs for a dollar seventy-nine. Wow. I used a fucking perfect bathroom. And the, the now this is not just a normal target. Just describe you know, kind of how this thing looks. You know, Jesse, you're a medium Star Wars guy, so you know the Death Star, right? Sure, that's uh, it's the round guy. The round that shoots guy. lasers. So, if a normal target is a Death Star, this target is Star Killer Base. This is a three pronged fucking mega destroyer of a target. It looks yeah. like not to name another LA landmark, but it looks like the Getty. It seems like it was designed after the art museum, uh, the Getty. So it's a huge target. With surprisingly little gallery space. <laughs> right. And a disappointing collection. And a pretty good restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful garden. Uh, and this thing, it did not disappoint. Hey, Jordan, I got to go to Target. I got to pick up some busts. So many fucking <laughs> right. classical sure. busts at the Getty. Who wants to look at that? Some uh, World War I propaganda posters. Another fun thing you can see at the, see at the Getty. Beautiful grounds, nice view. Like taking a train up there. Um, and I know we're talking about ICs, but I think a lot of people will be thinking in their heads: Hasn't the Target stack bar been largely replaced by an in-store Starbucks? And yes, this has happened. So I mean, when you say get an icy at Target, I'm like, well, I, when's the last time you seen an icy machine at a Target? This the Husk, fucking icy machine. Fuck yes. And an in-store Starbucks. Best of both worlds. Oh, my God. Get one of those little fucking egg bites and wash it down with an icy. Ooh, yeah. A lot of protein in both those. Anyways, I'm flying. The energy in there was uh, electric bordering on sexual. I have not felt this kind of community excitement. I mean, the World Series is going on. Nobody can go to it, but there's this kind of same, you know... Hey, look at us. We're all doing it. We're all in this together. I I honestly have never I have I feel I feel high. I feel like I'm fucking ganked out of my mind on coke just because I have been in the Target husk and got a tube of toothpaste and a bag of floss picks. I'm trying to floss this year. It's kind of my thing. And a 12 eggs for a dollar 79. What everything is going to be okay, Jesse. Everything's going to be okay. And for the at-home listener, Jordan, I've never once seen you cosplay. We've gone mm. to Comic-Con. We performed at Comic-Con. You weren't sure. cosplaying there. But right now, you're wearing head-to-toe from your flat-brim baseball cap to your big, thick-soled sneakers, head-to-toe Mossimo. <laughs> I, I just, I had to. Nothing but Mossimo. The official brand of Target, maybe 10 years ago. All Mossimo. Love that. Should we introduce our guest, find out how much Mossimo she's wearing? <laughs> yes. Okay, good fellow in company. Are you happy with that, Jordan? Ten years ago. I don't I when's the last time you've seen a Mossimo thing? It's fun to say Mossimo. 
I don't know. It's okay. You're having a nice time it's, with it. I am. You Admit know it. I am. I'm having a nice time with Massimo. Goodfellow and Company is much less fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all right. It's sexier though. It is sexier, but look. Goodfellas got you, company coming over. I'm going to be honest with you, Jordan. When you're around, we don't need to bump up the sexiness. It's already almost too sexy. That's true. And then we start talking about those claws on Dr. Octo- Octopus. Oof. Oof. Man alive. Yeah. Chunk, 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 chunk. Girder, 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 girder. Oof. Squeeze my head, daddy. <laughs> Okay, let's introduce our guest. It's a part of the uh, Sinister 69, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Spider-Man. All right, show's over. (laughs) Our guest on the program is an Atlanta-based comic and writer. Uh, Look, she's based in Atlanta, but let's face it, she's the Internet's darling... She makes little videos and posts them on Twitter. They're very funny. And people love them, including me. Please welcome to the program, Blair Erskine. Hi, Blair. How are you? Oh, my God. Hello. I'm wonderful. Uh, Jordan, are you sure the Target husk isn't a Kmart? Because Kmart has ICs, too. Whoa. Oh, wow. And it's easy to get confused. Lots of sexual energy in a Kmart as well. (laughs) The K stands for Kegels. <laughs> Kinky Kegels. Kmart's tight, tight and muscular. Gotta be tight. Gotta be small. Mm-hmm. No, I am dead. I am dead. You're dead. dead certain. Dead to rights. I was in a Target. We'll, we'll accept it. I would never make that mistake. <laughs> what are some of the? What would you say, Blair? We we don't have a ton of Kmart's out on the West Coast anymore. What would you say are some of the top qualities of a Kmart? I mean, if we say that the top qualities of Target are getting an icy or a plastic bin or some mossy mo, <laughs> what are you headed to the Kmart for? I feel like Kmart, you walk in and you immediately know you are surrounded by your people, fellow <laughs> freaks. Everyone's a freak at Kmart because you could go to Target. If there's a Kmart around, there's a Target within a three-mile radius, and we've made the choice. Right consciously to go to Kmart instead. So um, I, I would say the camaraderie is a benefit of Kmart right. with a K. <laughs> well, I'll say this, Blair, to quote the great rap group Houdini, what I like about freaks is that they're really good lovers. <laughs> well, of course. And that's what we say at Kmart. Um, that's that's like a, the Sam's Club, hard to get in. Uh, but Kmart... You sounded braggy when you said you didn't have them on the West Coast anymore. I I don't know if we even have many here anymore, to be honest with you. I think they're sadly phasing out. Is it possible that Kmart doesn't exist anymore, and that's why I haven't seen a Kmart in a long time? So I wanted to fact check myself before I brought it up. Yeah, they're still here, allegedly. All right. Listen, when I Google Kmart, all that comes up is Target. Like, just like three addresses to the nearest targets. I had a Kmart directly across the street from me for years, and it just closed down this year and turned into a, I'm sure temporary, although I don't know, a, uh, like, Britney Spears memorabilia museum. Excuse me? That opened up, like, a month before COVID, and it's just been sitting there being a hot pink building that's the size of a Kmart with Britney Spears on the side. It's a real bummer. Oh, it's still there? Yeah, it's still there. It hasn't become anything else. It's They painted the whole building pink, and, like, you know, uh, a giant snake era Britney is on the side, and uh, just nobody's in there. Man, do you think it's toxic in there? It might be. It might be. Is Britney in there? Free Britney. Yes, I know. She's trapped. (laughs) You could be a hero. She's trapped in a former Kmart. (laughs) Um, She's a spirit Halloween. Blair, have you you been to the Murder Kroger? We mentioned the Murder Kroger, and that's an Atlanta thing. It is an Atlanta thing. Thank you. Um, we take such pride. Yeah, I've been I've been to the Murder Croker when it was around. Um, yeah, it was great. It had plenty of parking. That's what I loved about the Murder Croker. Uh, personally, never experienced murder there myself, though many people have. Kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You want it to be you, but it can't always be you. <laughs> yeah, they got rid of that and I guess constructed a new one in its place. And we'll see what happens there. I mean, I could I could be the first at the new Murder Croker. I think you could yeah. do that. I believe in you. I mean, unless they let, 
your old friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in there first. Oh, Jesus Christ. When it's still just a bunch of girders. <laughs> Swinging around up there. Are you suggesting Spider-Man is going to be killed at the Murder Kroger? I'm suggesting that Spider-Man move to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> bold move. He heard it was cool there. <laughs> Break into the industry. <laughs> yeah. Right, he works, wants to work for an adult swim show. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man moved to Atlanta because of the uh, entertainment tax credits. Oh, right. It's, it's a Spider-Man and Tyler Perry out there at the moment. He has a, a patch on the back of his outfit that says "Made in Georgia." Oh no, Spider-Man would. Um, Blair and Jesse, I am curious. We mentioned Spirit Halloween came up. I'll ask yes. Blair first. Uh, this is our this. I guess this is our Halloween episode. We didn't do spooky nicknames. We probably should have done <gasps> spooky nicknames. Maybe we can do it in the next segment if we decide it's a good idea. Uh, Blair, are you a Halloween person? Or are you finding ways to celebrate? I. I like to no. I was just going to pretend to be a Halloween. I like the idea of Halloween. <laughs> I like the idea of Halloween, and I wish I could be a Halloween person. But I just find myself. I, I'm not good at creating costumes or being creative in that respect. And then I get self conscious, and I just stay at home because I go to sleep early sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I like. I respect. Other Halloween people. I'm not anti-Halloween, and I like the candy. Yeah, kid. What's your top Halloween candy, would you say? Reese Cups. Yeah. Reese's. I don't what do you guys say? Because I say Reese Cups, and I think that's wrong. I'm saying it out loud. I think it's wrong. It is wrong, but it's way more fun. I mean, I really strongly support it. Reese Cups. Yeah. It flows off the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese Cups. I like those. I'm headed down to Target. I'm going to get some Reese Cups and some Massimo. (laughs) Everything I own is Massimo, and I've been saying Massimo for my entire life you say and i'm massimo i that's wrong you guys say stussy or stussy (laughs) (laughs) this is tough this feels like a trap it is (laughs) (laughs) mark eco (laughs) there you go that's the right answer i know what you're talking about blair about the like i think my biggest problem with halloween other than, you know, like I, as a lifelong non-drinker, by the time I had stopped trick-or-treating, there wasn't that much to do. Like most of most of Halloween activities are like uh, about bacchanalia that I'm not going to participate in necessarily. But the real reason that I'm a little uncomfortable with Halloween, I think, is that um, I hate... And this is something that's come up for me over and over and over again with my three children during the pandemic. I hate projects, like creative projects. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like my worst nightmare is to make something out of something. (laughs) And that's all Halloween is, I feel like. Like unless you go onto Amazon and buy one of those inflatable dinosaur costumes, you're locked into a fucking spending a month trying to find the right jumpsuit for your Mm -hmm. fucking Ghostbusters outfit or whatever. And that is my worst nightmare. I was going to ask, Jesse, your kids strike me as the types that would be super into Halloween. Are they, do they want to do something crazy this year? I mean, I'm not on this show to brag, but we do have a pretty (laughs) wild Halloween plan in place. Okay. Okay. Uh, We're going to start at our house, get super (laughs) hammered. Pre-gaming it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pre-game a little bit. Kids got to learn how to pre-game. You got to lay down a base so you spend less money at the bar. (laughs) The kids have a variety of costumes planned, as always. Uh, One of the big problems with Mm -hmm. children is that uh, as soon as you get them a costume, they've thought of a new thing they want to be. Mm. So I generally don't pay attention to what they want to be for Halloween until a couple days before Halloween. That's smart. Because I'm not putting the pieces together, and I'm also not interested in buying a long series of costumes. My youngest wants to be a ghost pirate. I know that. That seems doable. That's solid. At the end of the day, they're all, they just be that kind of robot where it's just a box over your head. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, so we're starting at my house, and then we're going to trick-or-treat over our side fence in case our neighbors have any candy. In case. and Yeah. We haven't run this by our neighbors. And then we're going to go to this three-year-old named Esme's house. I don't know if we've cleared this with Esme's parents, but we're going to ask them for candy. Then we're going to go to Elliot Kalen's house and ask him and his wife, Danielle, for candy. And we're going to go home and go to sleep. 
That sounds nice. Because you can't, because of the baseball's World Series, you can't just go door-to-door trick-or-treating this year. Such a different world. So (laughs) it was like, what can we do besides just go to Elliot's house? Like Elliot was on the list because my son and Elliot's son are quarantine friends. They both desperately needed someone to socialize with, and we decided to open open our social window to one other family. But besides that, there's nothing so... Frankie, my three-year-old, he demanded we visit Esme. And uh, and our neighbors, sometimes they'll leave us a loaf of bread that they made, you know, on the fence. So we figured they're probably good for it. Yeah, can they stick some, can they stick some chocolate chips or something in the bread? That seems likely. What kind of bread? He made a great sourdough. And he said, well, and he, they're relatively new neighbors. And he said, well, I'm a microbiologist. I said, well, that explains it. This guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> this guy knows a little something about mm. bugs. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, yeah. Oh, uh, God. I'm so jealous that your kids uh, live in a neighborhood where you could go trick-or-treating. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and so my mom had to drive me to houses that were each 20 minutes apart, and two of them were related to me. And so I never got to like <laughs> go and, and they knew we were coming. How middle of nowhere did you grow up? I grew up on a dirt road on a sod farm and there it was just grass. A sod farm is a farm that grows dirt? It's <laughs> exactly. And we're going with that. And yeah, I, it was uh, every, the closest houses were all 20 minutes away. We were just kind of, um, it's kind of scary now that I think about it. It was, uh, yeah, I, I grew up in a house that you probably wouldn't want to like go inside. If, like, if you're driving down this dirt road, you'd be like, that's haunted as fuck and keep going. <laughs> um, and really dark. There were no streetlights. So I always wanted to like, you know, walk door to door and, and get candy from nice neighbors. But it was just my grandma, Betty. How far was it to the nearest, you know, Main Street? Like a Walmart? Where did you go to the barber? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where did I go to the barber? Uh, yeah, so I went 20 minutes away. It was 20 minutes away from everything. Um, yeah, there was this. There's a small town nearby, and my mom's friend owned it, and that's where we'd get our hair cut. And then the Walmart was like 40 minutes away. So everything was very far, very far away. Yeah. Uh, when you were getting, you know, driven to your grandma's house to trick or treat, were you wearing a, were you wearing costumes? I absolutely was. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're a kid, your parents, or I mean, my parents, kind of decided for me. Like I was a Native American one year, and everyone thought I was Cher, um, and I didn't know who that was. Listen, I would go with Cher unless you want to be canceled. Okay? I just canceled you in my head. Sorry. Sorry. I know. I know. This is. I had to happen sometime. I had to cancel Cher just to be safe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's cancel Meatloaf yeah. for that duet they did together. Is Meatloaf still alive? I think he is canceled, but I'm not sure. Okay. He seems like he would be. He has big cancel vibes. What else? I was a cat. I mean, I was just the normal stuff for Halloween. I was a Barney a couple of years. We reused the costume. The cat is, I'm sorry, that's too far. <laughs> You're canceled. Jesus fucking Christ. Yep, sorry. You were Barney for a series of years, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade? 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. <laughs> I was Barney for like, I would say from 5 to 7 years old, I was Barney. And I loved it. One time in college, I went to a, uh, a pretty wild party as uh, sexy Barney. How is that different from regular Barney? Uh, there's a there's a hole uh, cut out of the crotch, so uh, one testicle was hanging down. So oh. I didn't actually do that. Guys, I Googled Lady <laughs> Barney because I couldn't remember what the Lady Barney was named. Dinosaurs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bebop? Baby Bop. Baby Bop. Bebop. Oh my God, <laughs> that's the Selena song. Yeah, I think Bebop was a uh, a, sh- a Shredder henchman from Ninja Turtles and DJ, right? The yellow one. BJ. BJ. Okay. Okay. BJ only appeared on the show in, starting in 1993. Hmm. So it's a little later in the show. Are there Blair? A couple of years in. Blair, do you have kids? I don't have kids. No. Jesse, maybe you'll be able to tell us. Is Barney still a thing? Is there like a CGI Barney where he? skateboards or something blessedly no barney is like one of the only things that is not still around because barney barney hit jordan you and i are a little too old to have watched barney in our own childhoods blair maybe you're in the appropriate age group i'm not sure but 
my younger brothers who are seven and 14 years younger than me, um, they, they were Barney appropriate aged, especially my, my seven years younger brother, John. And Barney is truly, it was truly execrable. I mean, it was worse than Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is horrible. Um, like it really, def- it sort of redefines how awful a thing you can get a child to watch. It was really rough. I mean, I've watched, I- I've watched a lot of yeah. Paw Patrol, yeah. which is <laughs> terrible, but it's not nearly as bad as Barney. What is it for you? Is it the, is it the dancing? Is it the song, the spontaneous song? What is it? It's, it looks like. It's produced by a local community theater group. It is just profoundly inane. (laughs) Just Barney is awful. It's just horrible. Are you are you learn are you learning anything? Are you learning how to count or what the vowels are? Yes, you're learning a lot. Really? I, I learned how to make a guitar out of a Kleenex box. Whoa. Cool. That's useful. Exactly. You know, Barney likes many different foods, such as fruits and vegetables, but his main favorite is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a glass of milk. That's classic. Who doesn't like that? That's one of the character details of Barney in in what I'm going to say. That's like one of the top five details of available about Barney in the Barney Wikipedia page. So that he likes many different foods, such as fruits and vegetables, but his favorite is a peanut butter jelly sandwich with a glass of milk. Wait, so Blair, were you were you sound like you maybe you were a you were a Barney kid? I was a Barney kid and his favorite bread is pumpernickel bread. So he has a whole song. So it seems about like it. you should update that wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it not mention pumpernickel on the wiki? It, no, it says that he likes to quote things as being super de duper. Right. <laughs> well that's that's neither here nor there. His theme song is Barney is a Dinosaur, whose tune is based on Yankee Doodle. It goes, Barney is a dinosaur from my imagination. Something, 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 something. Something. It's a cold take, but Barney fucking sucks. (laughs) Okay. Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) So did you, Blair, Blair, did you have to to travel a long way to go to school? Yeah, I did. Um, Well, so it was, again, 20 minutes away, but... The bus, I was the first stop on the bus. And so I had to like, my grandma drove the bus actually. So she would pick me up on the school bus. And then I had to sit there as we picked every other kid at the school. I had a really tiny school. And then I'd go to school and then I was the last stop on the way home. So it felt like, I mean, it was like an hour ride. Was that good or bad to know the bus driver? It was fun. My grandma was, um, now that I think about it, she would do stuff that I think she, I mean, anyone would be fired for now, which was like, she would stop the bus on the side of the road and tell a scary story sometimes. And I don't know why she did that. <laughs> oh, I immediately thought for some reason, my mind immediately went to, she would stop the bus on the side of the road, uh, climb out and take no, it. No, listen. <laughs> Just picturing a grandma being like, sorry, guys, you can lead a horse to water, but... I had one that did Whoa. that, actually. Because after my... I was... Yeah, after my grandma stopped, she retired from bus driving. Miss Laverne took over, and Miss Laverne would very often stop on a dirt road, on the side of a dirt road, and go into the the weeds and pee. Man. And we just sat there in the bus, and she trusted yeah. us to do that. Miss Laverne sounds dope. Because Miss Laverne knows how to party. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> Do you know you gift her? You, what did she die of? I who knows? Write in and tell us. I don't know. I'll have to ask my mom. But um, <laughs> yeah, she would do that a lot. She had an overactive bladder, and she was mad every day. God bless her. How many total students at this school? I don't know how many total students. I had sixty-four people in my graduating class. So That's small. That's not too tiny. Yeah. No, it's not. Anne of Green Gables. Or... I was picturing one bus load for the entire school. Oh, no. No, we had, a, we had you know, buses. We had buses, but uh, it was pretty it was pretty small. We all knew each other. Was this in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in a place called Ellaville, Georgia. It's near Plains, where Jimmy Carter resides and is from and will always be. Oh, was Jimmy Carter like a big... Mm-hmm. You ever see Jimmy Carter around? Yeah, he's still around. And he, yeah, he was very active in the community. He, like, would ride his bike around and his security detail would follow him (laughs) (laughs) on their tricycles (laughs) i heard he got canceled after that duet he did with Cher. (laughs) people forget people forget (laughs) 
Did you start doing like, you know, drama and theater stuff in school? Is that what got you into creativity or did that come later? Yeah, I did. I did drama in high school and then studied theater in college because I was a dumbass. And then I did. (laughs) Yeah, jokes on you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, I was I mean, it was drama in high school or some sport. And I wasn't I, I didn't love a sport. So it was drama for me. And yeah, I guess that's what got me into that. That and my never-ending need for validation. I'm I'm unfamiliar with that myself. <laughs> I'm fully self-validating. <laughs> when you look back, do you have like a role that you look back on as being like that was it? That was the peak of my high school theater career. I do, but I don't want to say I do. Sorry, you paused too long. You could have just said no, but you (laughs) kind of made a meal of it, so sorry. I forgot what the play was. Okay. Oh, God. It's called Taxi No, this is so bad. I don't know why. And it wasn't even that long ago. God. Okay, so... Um, yeah, in one act play, and, and um, my senior year was our one act play competition, and I won best actress. We won best play. Like we went to state. It was very exciting. But the role I won for was a Holocaust survivor in the play. I never saw another butterfly, which is about children in a, a concentration camp. And <sighs> yeah, and I don't think I'm ever gonna say that again. Actually, <laughs> I it just I haven't thought about this in so long. I don't know why we chose that play. I, I'm always blown away by why, because you know you're in high school. You're just unless you know whatever you were a child actor or something. This is the first like you're performing. You're doing why we foist Shakespeare and Holocaust dramas onto 13 and 14 year olds. Like make them do something about a high school, you know, like bye bye birdie. Bye bye birdie's great. You know, maybe guess some of them have to be gangsters, but like, yeah, the fact that you, you make someone who has never been on stage before do that kind of like intense dramatic work seems uh, wrong. If you want to do dramatic stuff, should do stage productions of Degrassi episodes. Yes. <laughs> right. I could never get into Degrassi. There are too many characters for my brain then. Uh, they used, uh, Degrassi was on television. I was too old when Degrassi started, but Degrassi Junior High, which had preceded Degrassi, uh, was on daytime public television uh, when I was a kid. And I watched a fair amount of... Degrassi Junior High, and in direct contrast to my much beloved Voyage of the Mimi, uh, I fucking hated Degrassi Junior High. I could not figure out what the appeal of it was, and I think it's because it was a soap opera, and I was watching it one episode at a time, Uh, like I wasn't picking up because it was only when I was homesick. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like my memories are haunted by Degrassi. So Degrassi Junior High came before Degrassi. Yeah, I think so. I believe it did. That's so weird that they wouldn't. Why didn't they just call it Degrassi and then the next Degrassi would be like Degrassi High? Yeah, and weird, weird, so strange that before any of these was Degrassi Babies, (laughs) starring Lil Drake, and they literally, they literally went completely sequentially. I actually, I have to say, I didn't discover it until I was in college and I had broadband. (laughs) But I did like Degrassi parents fucking. (laughs) I did like that. Shorter episodes. Um, Yeah, my only memory of Degrassi was like being a kid and turning it on for a few minutes and thinking it was saved by the bell and then being confused when someone would like get caught with a gun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like, what happened to this show? Oh, it's the other one. It's the, okay. This is not about a friendship bracelet sale gone awry. This is someone lost a baby. <laughs> like someone had a miscarriage. There's been a terrible accident. That's awful. <laughs> For 30 minutes. I can never. Yeah, there's so much going on in that show. Is that show still on? I bet that show's still doing something. I I imagine so. I th- th- All those Canadian television shows are still running, I think. Littlest Hobo. <laughs> Today's special. 
These things, they just run forever in Canada. <laughs> yeah. It ended in 2015. Degrassi did? No, so. oh, Degrassi. Pour one out for Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Do for a reboot. Reboot it. That's probably when Drake decided to become a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Checks out. That is, yeah, that's the exact yeah. day. <laughs> what were your big city experiences when you grow up 20 minutes from the barbershop? What counted as the big city and when did you go? For what reasons? So Americas, I guess, would be, that would be, it didn't have a mall. So Albany was the closest big city with a mall and Americas had a Walmart. And so in high school, Walmart was like where you would go because it's all you had. (laughs) And so you would, we would go to Americas and get like cheese fries at Sonic and then we would go just walk around Walmart for hours. Oh, in Americas there was this, um, this club for teenagers called JC Pineapples. It was a Christian club. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yay! JC Pineapples. It, it sounds stands like for a... Jesus Christ Pineapples, if you can believe that. Yeah, what? It's a Christian club, Jordan. Jesus Christ is the son of God in that religion. It sounds like it sounds like it would be a clothing optional resort for like Jimmy Buffett fans. You it's you go down to JC Pineapples when you want to see another sunburned man fuck your wife. I mean, that's basically what it was, right? Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, there was fucking happening inside of JC Pineapples for sure. Yeah. And your parents did not have to be there for any of it because there is this guy at the door and um you know, he would your parents would drop you off and he would kind of like wave at them and they just fully trusted this man and then you were just inside and it was lawless. It was like wow. <laughs> the Wild West. So, <laughs> what was the average age of a JC Pineapple attendee? Oh no. I would say 13 years old to 7 18. I mean, there were definitely some like 22, 23-year-old creeps in JC Pineapples and the Makes man sense. outside as well, the bouncer if you will. And um yeah, but I would say average age it would be four, 14, 14. What was going okay. What was going on in there? Give us a picture. We walk through the door. We show We show our ID to prove that we're underage. <laughs> the, man, the, the creepo outside raises the velvet rope. <laughs> you walk in. You could go to the bar and get a soda or um, like a juice drink. And they always had, um, this was like during the height of MySpace. And, and there were like a bunch of... MySpace sort of uh, hardcore screamo bands like around the area and, and one of them would always be in Jay-Z Pineapples playing a show and people would be dancing, getting fingered. And then um, so you would do do those things um, <laughs> with your friends sure. um, for a while. And then, you know, after I would say an hour and a half, your parents would pick you up and uh you know, you do it all again the next the next weekend. It was very it was dark in Jay-Z Pineapples. They had strobe lights though. And um, just it was it. The vibe was very like, have you been to a wet seal? (laughs) (laughs) Because it was it might have just been a wet seal. (laughs) And this is really funny. It's I mean, again, I think I think what we're discovering is here. There's, you know, a little bit of an age gap. So we kind of have some different pop culture references. So, you know, when I was in high school, I was not getting finger to screamo. I was getting uh, finger to swing revival. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a little bit of a different uh different vibe with what was going on in music then i'm actually uh older than jordan so i i was getting fingered to uh swing original wow. yeah. <laughs> the service men were you know they'd just gotten out come just come home and <laughs> <laughs> they were our heroes sure. the, the brown derby was all ages before eight o'clock <laughs> Go in there. And... We used to love the men in uniform back then. Sure. Show some respect. Welcome the boys back with a nice fingering. <laughs> hey there, sailor. Milk your prostate? <laughs> Just, you, you, take, you take the two fingers you're saluting with. <laughs> and that's the story behind that classic photo. <laughs> right.
Right. Jay- she was fingering him. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> was there, so, was, there a, a, was there a cover charge? Yes, ten dollars. Um, so that's what another if, thing. Yeah, your parents had to. Could you, you get in free if you accepted Christ? Like there? Oh no, no, no! That's not how Christianity works at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how familiar. You Were are. the screamo bands Christian screamo bands? Allegedly, yeah. I mean, they were like pastor kids or like the kids of the the strong the strong men that would go to high schools and rip up uh, phone books. Did you did you guys have that <laughs> in the forties? No. <laughs> what? Did you go to high school at a carnival in the nineteen twenties? I'm starting to think I grew up in Wayside. <laughs> You know how in high schools uh, a bunch of guys in raccoon coats would pile into a phone booth? (laughs) Right. And you paid two bits to see a mermaid. It was just a monkey sewn to a trout. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, this is awful. If this just happened to me, I have to sign up for better help. So these men would come to our school. (laughs) Sorry. And we all had to go to the gym. It was an assembly. And they would. And I went to public school. Again, this seems like something that should not have happened. But they would talk to us about the importance of accepting Christ into our hearts and not doing drugs. And this was like a double right. team thing. And then they would, they would, they're very strong and they're wearing like, like wife beaters, really tight, like spandex shit. And they would, I guess to intimidate us. I don't know why they did this. They would they would rip phone books in half. <laughs> Just straight down the middle. And we were like, ah. You know, and then we got saved that day. And I've been Christ is so powerful. <laughs> exactly. Brother. <laughs> and now a band where one guy sings and one guy screams. <laughs> you guys didn't have the strong men. They were called the strong men. What? So I'm just going to recap this (laughs) for the at-home listener. Right. At your public high school, Christian strongmen would come in singlets and tear phone books in half in the name of Christ. You are correct. I mean, I think we've all had that happen. (laughs) It's a universal experience. Right. Like coming of age. I feel like I need to report the school because, okay, all right. Well, did you guys have Ghost Out? I don't think you had Ghost Out either. Ghost Out was um, a drunk driving awareness thing. And the sheriff would come to the school dressed as the Grim Reaper. What? I vaguely remember something like this. Do you? But the, I, I do remember like an assembly where certain students were cast to play drunk driving victims Victim. and they like sure. but did they pull them out because they they plucked us out like it, they would let you know that you were chosen the day before and then the grim reaper would come the next day just randomly and he would like pick you out of the classroom and then they would do your makeup they would put like stage makeup on your face to make you look dead as fuck and then you had to go back inside the classroom and no one could talk to you for the rest of the day <laughs> Because you were supposed to be dead. And then if you were one of the dead ones at the assembly, you had to read a statistic. And then your friends would come up to you and be like, I guess I would be pretty sad if you died. And that was ghost out. And you got a cup. (laughs) Wow. Like an athletic cup? (laughs) (laughs) Had nothing to do with it. Yeah. No, but I I still have my ghost out cup. Um, Ghost out happened. And you're not going to take that away from me. I'm questioning everything. <laughs> we we I, we had a something like this, but I don't think it had the element of a elected official coming in <laughs> dressed <laughs> as the Grim Reaper and uh, pulling kids out of class. I think it was just a skit. Man, it would be awesome if elected officials in the city of San Francisco where I grew up, <laughs> just, just Supervisor Tom Amiano... Dressed up as the fucking Grim Reaper and showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Gay stand-up comedian Tom Amiano. <laughs> Dangly earring-wearing San Francisco supervisor <laughs> and eventual uh, mayoral candidate, just dressed as the Grim Reaper. You know who I knew in high school? The closest I have to this is I had kind of an extracurricular mentor who is in this thing called the Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence. What? Are you familiar with this? 
Absolutely not. Uh, it's it's a bunch of drag queens that dress up as nuns, but they're only sort of drag queens. It's, it's gay men dressed as nuns. I mean, they're 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 gender bending, obviously, but they're not all like drag queens by avocation. I think just some of them just think it's funny to dress up as a nun. A lot of them have giant beards and stuff. Uh, but uh, this guy Huntley, he was the Pope. Pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, he was called Pope. I'm trying to look up what his what his Pope is called, because he had a special Pope name, Pope Dementia the Last. And they would come to your school, alias Papal Smear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was this like an assembly? Did they talk about you know not playing around in abandoned fridges and stuff? We, we this was like we had this thing where on on weekends we would go to a matinee of like an art movie and uh, he was one of the sort of like teachers of it. And so mm. yeah, it was it was him and this other guy and we then we would have charcuterie. <laughs> Sounds like a fun afternoon. Yeah, it was fucking great. We got free opera tickets sometimes too. So was it's basically the same. <laughs> J.C. Pineapple, was J.C. Pineapple's tropical themed? For sure. Yeah, was there a Pope there also? <laughs> yeah, did it have its own, did it have its own no Pope? No Pope. Um, definitely, yeah, it had um, those neon palm tree, uh, like wall hangings. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of palm tree decor. Uh, I feel like the logo was just, have you ever been to Pineapple Willie's? That's another thing I'm probably making up. It's like a it's a seafood restaurant in Panama City, Florida, and it's just a pineapple. It's just a pineapple, and he looks like he's stoned out of his mind. And I, I feel like it was something like that. I mean, there was a pineapple involved, obviously. If you wanted to buy drugs at J.C. Pineapples, could you? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, you could. Top three, top three J.C. Pineapples <laughs> drugs. Number three. Oh, God. Well, Adderall, weed, and, you know, standard cocaine. It's just standard cocaine. Yeah. standard, standard hey, not no, luxury cocaine. That. There's got to be some whippets in there, right? Not a J.C. Pineapple's good, sir. Whippet. Oh, no, sorry. no, no. <laughs> we were so young. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the Ricola King. <laughs> Jordan Morris, boy detective. Just saying, if I sound extra rich, it's because I was sucking on one of those Ricolas. Nice. I thought something was different. I thought there no, was I have some... the power of all the herbs in Switzerland, yeah, my friend. I thought there was something neutral about your voice. Plus one of those big fat Alpen horns, you know? Love a horn. Love a giant horn. Auga. Uh, you know, every Jordan Jesse Go is supported by the folks who are members of Maximum Fun. All the folks who've gone to MaximumFun.org slash join, we're grateful to all of them. You should if you haven't already. We're also this week supported by our friends at Sunbasket, the world's only meal and recipe service. Yes, the only one. Co-founded by our friend Tyler from college. That's true. That yes, that that's true. Make sure you listen to the whole sentence before you judge what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, Sunbasket is is a great product, uh, especially for now. Here's what they do: if you're looking to reduce unnecessary trips out and you're trying to avoid sold-out grocery stores, Sunbasket it's a perfect and delicious solution for the times we're living in. You get all sorts of fresh, healthy, delicious recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. I really enjoyed my hoisin steak strip lettuce cups with pickled daikon and carrots. It's a quick pickle, Jordan. You don't have to you don't have to put it up for the for the winter. You just you just do it real quick for fifteen or twenty minutes in your refrigerator or on your counter. Boom, pickle. Boom. The thing that I like about Sunbasket is of all the meal services that we've tried, and we've tried quite a few, and I'm, you know, I've generally enjoyed all of them, but Sunbasket is the one that I have found is the most focused on organic fresh produce, clean ingredients, meals that are not about disguising their ingredients, but rather highlighting their ingredients. Um, 
And I, uh, I've, I've really liked the food that I've gotten from Sun Basket. Yeah, you mentioned those steak strip lettuce cups. They've also got roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant, black bean tostadas Diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. Uh, yeah, I'd Sun Basket, a great product, and I think that we've definitely heard from uh, listeners who have tried it and are loving it. I heard from Linda Holmes the other day that she was enjoying a, uh, a past to Jordan Jesse Go guest and pop culture happy hour host uh, Linda Holmes was enjoying a pork sandwich. Hey, there you go. What better uh, uh, What better endorsement than Linda Holmes? None. None better. I mean, it's much better than Jesse and Jordan. I'll tell you that much. Right sure. Now. Nobody gives a shit what we think. <laughs> uh, Sun Basket, uh, a great product, and they're offering $35 off your order when you go to sunbasket.com slash JJGo and enter promo code JJGo at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash JJGo. Enter promo code JJGo at checkout for $35 off your order. Sunbasket.com slash JJGo. Promo code JJGo at checkout. Sunbasket, we like them. The only meal service co-founded by our friend Tyler from college. (laughs) And hey, before we go, I want to mention something really fun, which is I got to live my dream, and I am the guest on this week's Stop Podcasting Yourself. So if you're a Jordan Jesse Go listener, you're not already a Stop Podcasting Yourself listener, you're sort of missing out on what this show could be if we were better at our jobs, more professional, more focused, friendlier, etc. You know, also more Canadian, but whatever. Stop Podcasting Yourself, one of my favorite podcasts ever of all time and one that I listen to every week. And I was really happy to get to be on with Dave and Graham. Uh, So... Go over to Stop Podcasting Yourself and listen to that. And hey, Sonny D, you made a cameo appearance on a Max Fun podcast this week. Yeah, uh, over at Troubled Waters. They were uh, they were nice enough to have me on, uh, and I had a blast talking uh, Halloween stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Always nice to talk to the great Dave Holmes, I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, yeah. he's Man, he's just the charmer of all charmers. So go listen to Troubled Waters this week. Listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself this week. Just wanted to mention. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan M- Morose. I'm doing a Halloween nickname. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Then I'm Jesse Thorne. Uh, you know, Halloween America's radio sweetheart. <laughs> okay, good. Well, you had a good one chambered. <laughs> yeah, I was ready. Might have sounded like I wasn't, but... And I'm Blair Skin Ghost of J.C. Pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky yuki. Mm. I'm changing mine to Jordo Lantern. Oh, that's clever. It's okay. I like that. Sorry, guys. I just got, oh, no. I just got distracted looking at the names of the different... <laughs> Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence. They're in alphabetical order. There's a list of them from Sister Abby Abnormal all the way to Sister Jaja Glamour. <laughs> Solid. Here's Sugar Butt. Of course, you got yeah. Sugar Butt on there. Got to have Sugar Butt on there. Sister Maple Syrup. Just Maple Syrup. <laughs> Just Maple Syrup. Some of them have, like, Sister Maudlin Mascara is one. But then there's also just, you know, Sister Camille Leon. Hmm. It's a little less, a little less creative, but hey, who, who am I to judge? I've never been part of any kind of, uh, you know, gender-bending papal organization. So, you know what? <laughs> Do your thing. Sister Betty Tastewell, self-rising? I mean, I think that's about a penis. No, I don't. I don't. It's yeasty. I think you're, you're projecting, Jesse. <laughs> Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, okay? <laughs> They organized the original uh, San Francisco Castro Halloween party. Oh, a little bit of history there. Legendary Castro Halloween parties, yeah. Many, many, many gay rights marches. Real heroes, the Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence. Although, I can understand how you would be upset if you were a serious Catholic. (laughs) Sorry about that. Somewhat blasphemous. Um when something momentous happens to you, 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number to call. You can also send us a voicemail at jjgo at maximumfun.org for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Here is one such occasion. 
Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. I'm going to guess Lisa Hanawalt. And oh. hi, Sunny D. Close. Uh, I'm calling in with a moment of shame. I was just walking my dog, uh, taking him out to go to the bathroom, and listening to Jordan Jesse go. Jesse started telling a story about his friend who worked at Nordstrom that I live in. They're on one of the busiest streets in Seattle, and I couldn't hear Jesse's story, so I was trying to turn the volume up on my phone and somehow hit the correct combination to <laughs> call the police and my emergency contacts and sound a siren on my phone. Um, so I had to talk to the police, let them know I'm okay, let my parents know I'm okay. Now I figured I should let you guys know that I'm okay. And now I'm very scared to touch the volume on my phone. I love you. Goodbye. That's great. Yeah, I think probably the hardest part of that was explaining the podcast to the police. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it doesn't really... I mean, it's from before podcasts had to have a it's premise. A, it's a very podcast 1.0 <laughs> thing. It's, yeah, you know, it's, it's not two white narrative. guys talking. It's kind of what people make fun of when they make fun of podcasts. But and, it's pretty good. I mean, I kind of like it. I, 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 initially, I listened to it because there weren't any other options. But then I came to kind of be fond of them. And I, I, I got used to listening to it. So now I do listen to a lot of, I don't know, I guess what you would call good podcasts. Mm -hmm. But I, I still listen to this one. So it sounds like a cry for help. The police are like, she's speaking in code. <laughs> We're on our way. She's <laughs> she's clearly on meth. Take her in. Take her in. Let's take one more call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Ben in Indianapolis, Indiana, calling with a momentous occasion. I just got my first tattoo. Um, and while it is not a picture of your faces, it is nevertheless a momentous and special tattoo to me. It is to remind me that life is worth living a year and a half ago was in a very very bad depression suicidal ideation all of that and as i was working with my psychiatrist to try to get medication figured out he told me i want you to look forward to anything that will help you get going it doesn't matter how stupid it is a favorite podcast or whatever and i said really it doesn't matter how stupid the podcast is and he said no like just this is a profoundly stupid podcast. And he got a little annoyed with me and said, yeah, whatever gets you through the morning. <laughs> and so as stupid as your podcast can be, I want to say that there were so many weeks there where looking forward to your podcast coming out was one of those things that kept me going no matter how stupid it seemed on the surface. So thank you for that. And anybody out there who is... In the same place, no, it's okay if that is the thing that's keeping you going. Looking forward to Jordan and Jesse and inevitably Steve Agee or whoever. And also know that it is worth going on because the world would be worse off if you were not in it. So thank you guys for all of the laughs and everything. So I wasn't really paying attention to that call, but Sister Flatulina Grande... <laughs> Sister Flatulina Grande was initially inducted by Cardinal Anal Receptive. <laughs> There's a plume of white smoke <laughs> over, over J.C. Pineapples. We've chosen. <laughs> they have chosen. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, really glad to hear, caller, that you, uh, you're you feeling better and sorry to hear you were having a rough time. That's no excuse to take shots at the show. <laughs> we yeah. know. We're aware. We've done this show for over 35 years. You think we don't already know how stupid it is? That's for us to say. Let us say it's dumb. You say... Oh, I, you should get the Thurber Award for American humor. <laughs> Why do they keep giving John Stewart Polk Awards when we could give you a Polk Award? <laughs> mm -hmm. I almost said John Lovitz. <laughs> I'd like to see John Lovitz get a Polk oh Award. Yeah. For that part in A League of Their Own where he says he's going to give his wife a little pickle tickle. <laughs> oh, God. Which was the funniest thing in the world to me when I was nine. 
then you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. My favorite John Lovitz is uh, in, what is it, When Harry Met Sally? No, 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 no. It's You've Got Me All. He's like, she doesn't have any cash. <laughs> I don't know the movie, but I can imagine Lovett saying that. And I'm la- I'm laughing. I'm Lovett saying it. Yeah, that he was made for that role. One line, and you've got me all. Final answer. Beautiful. Yeah. Sister Tammy Faye Bakersfield. Oh. That's pretty good. That's fun. It's hard to kind of nail down. Maybe there's, I mean, maybe there's, I want there to be a, like a, a naming convention here, but I think it, it's just kind of whatever. I mean, what do you think is better? Naming yourself as a sister of the perpetual indulgence, or picking your roller derby name? <laughs> yeah, with the roller derby names, I don't. I'm not saying that I that I like them better. I'm just saying that there's a logic to the roller derby names that maybe I'm not finding here. Well, sister Helen Wheels is almost certainly also a roller derby. That's yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. There's some crossover. There's some crossover <laughs> in this world. Uh, sister Helen Wheels, by the way, acting superior mother of the daughters of the divine eruption. Whoa, that's mm. a whole different website. Yeah. Daughters of the Divine Eruption. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Without equality and blue eyeshadow, nothing else matters. It's a beautiful sentiment. Beautiful. 206-9844-FUN, jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Hi. Are you someone who thinks that when one door closes, another one opens? Someone who always sees the light at the end of the tunnel. If you answered yes to one or both of these questions, good for you. We are not those people. Nope. I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and I'm a, you know that other door opening? It probably leads to a broom closet kind of person. And I'm Laura House. When I see a light at the end of a tunnel, I assume it's a train headed right toward me. Laura and I have created a brand new podcast for people like us. It's called Tiny Victories. We're sharing personal tiny victories or things we've read or seen that inspire resilience. So if you're looking for a tiny reason to get out of bed each week, subscribe to Tiny Victories. Available on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get tiny. La, la, la. We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right. That's enough of that. We got this. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, more detective. Blair Skin. I'm I'm still a ghost of of J C Pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> Blair, what a delight it's been to have you on the program. Thank you very much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Thank you so much. Uh, so I don't know how Blair showed up in my timeline on Twitter. I don't either. But I actively, first of all, I actively resent anyone more successful than I, uh, which she <laughs> already is. And I also actively resent anyone who makes content for the internet but isn't me. <laughs> but I watched her little videos. They were really <laughs> fucking funny. They were really good. I was like, God damn it, this is really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Blair, you definitely were somebody that like we that that uh, that fans have wanted us to have on, and it was it's always nice to hear. Uh, enthusiasm for somebody fans multiple i've seen one fan very enthusiastic about it on twitter and i appreciate him i didn't know there were multiple ones that's exciting it could just be the same guy with a lot of burner (laughs) accounts (laughs) if yeah it is one person and then a lot of first names followed by a long string of letters (laughs) my favorite could it could just be the one guy if it is um, that's okay though that maybe it's better that way but yeah, no, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we wish we were doing the show in person. It's a little more fun, you know, to be in the room with everybody. But kind of a, a fun side effect of having to do the show remotely is we can, uh, it's a little easier to incorporate people who aren't in the area code. So yeah, it's really, uh, it's been really fun to have you. I have had so much fun. One day we'll, we'll do it in person. This won't last forever. The, the world, the world series. The, the yes, world the world series, series won't last forever. It won't last forever. It can't. Yeah, it's not cricket. <laughs> it's baseball. 
You can find Blair on Twitter. Uh, it's just Blair Erskine, right? It's not a yeah. surprise, is it? Just Blair Erskine. My Blair has an E on the end of it. And Erskine, you can Google that. It's at Blair Erskine at Twitter. Blair, did you just have a, a wedding ceremony? I did have a wedding ceremony. Um, I did. Yeah, I had a COVID, a COVID wedding. And it was scary. Yeah, we, you know, originally we were going to have like 150 people. I don't know why we ever thought that would be a good idea. And we had like 12 and it was everyone was in a mask and we didn't touch each other. And it was beautiful and sad and it was wonderful. <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations, Blair. Yeah, congratulations on the on the wedding. Thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. We're very happy. I'm very happy. Being married is really cool. It's for uh, really cool people. Uh, only lamos are. All are right, not hold married. on. All right. <laughs> All right. Some of us are making a lot of progress on Crash Bandicoot Four, so we all have we all have a lot going on. All doing our best. All collecting quantum masks. <laughs> Oh, I bet Los Angeles Unified School District Superintendent Austin Butner is married, Jordan. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> good for him. Video. Good for Butner. Hope he's very, hope he's very happy with his uh, fucking love and support. Congratulations. He's got his Butner. friends calling me now, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, just tell me about different school district stuff. Keep me posted. <laughs> I get nice. like three calls a week now. I would love to get a. I would love to get a call. Well, have a son. I mean. Got to get a son. Got to get a son. Got to get that son. One more reason to get that son. (laughs) One of many reasons to get a son. Blair, is this? Are you? Are you taking time out of your honeymoon to do this show? No, that ended yesterday. But I I would have, though. To be honest with you, I would have. (laughs) Honeymoon's over. (laughs) Start podcasting. Oh God. Uh, yeah, he's a big fan, so you maybe should have. I mean, I'm a big fan too, but he of the Buffalo Bills. A, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Loves that Thurman Munson. <laughs> Wait, no, Thurman Thomas. Thurman Munson was a catcher for the Yankees. That's what I was gonna say. Damn it. <sighs> well, anyway, Brian Sunny D Fernandez is our producer. Our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Wonderful song, wonderful band, wonderful record. Uh, Kites are fun. The best of the Free Design. You should go buy that. Um, well, I still get I, Jordan. I still occasionally will get a tweet or an email that says. Hey, I went and bought this CD that your theme song is on. It's really good. It is really good. We're not just grateful to them for letting us use it. The, the Free Designer are, are an amazing group. No, it's awesome. So, yeah, I, Kites are fun. The best of the Free Design. All still in rotation in my home. A wonderful album. Great, great record. Uh, we are on Twitter at Jesse Thorne at Jordan underscore Morris. Hashtag it JJGo there. Uh, we, of course, are delighted to hear your corrections to the content of this program. Uh, if I call Dr. Octopus, Dr. Octagon accidentally again, <laughs> for example, which I probably did at some point since that character came up, uh, why not tweet your corrections at JD Power? Uh, at JD Power is where to send those corrections. Uh, you can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. We're on Facebook, where you can like Jordan Jesse Go, join the Max Fun Facebook group. And I think that's about it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.